countries that I would pick to study in would probably be France and Thailand, the Monaco. Colombia, probably be Egypt. Probably be Greece. I think my other would be Argentina. I'd love to go to Iceland and Japan. Germany and Iceland. Uh, one is Italy, uh, Spain. Iceland and Great Britain. Greece and Iceland. Spain and maybe probably France. You just finished listening to students here at Charlotte Country Day about what country they would like to go to study abroad. Welcome to International Experience Part 2. I am your host, Juan. On this show, we will talk about studies abroad options from the International Office. For this podcast, we invited David Lin, the Director of International Studies. Mr. Lin, joined Country Day as Director of International Studies in 2013. Previously, he talked in France, Hungary, China, and Massachusetts. And an avid world traveler, David has explored over 100 countries and all 50 states. He earned his BA in History and Leadership Studies from the University of Richmond, his master's degree from Harvard University and will graduate with his PhD from UNC Charlotte in May. Thanks David for joining us in my new podcast. How are you? Thank you. Great to be here. How are you? How is going your day? Going well. I can't believe it's the middle of April and I had to I had to defrost my car this morning. <laughs> Everything is going well. Good to be here with you. Perfect. Thanks. So David we asked um, some students about where they would like to go as a study abroad with CCDS. So some options were Japan, Iceland, Argentina, Italy. Uh, we heard about I think Mexico. So my first question is, how do you choose the countries to do the experiences abroad and the dates? Great question. And I, w I would just start what I say to most people when we start a conversation like this is first I am most proud of what we do locally I'm, I'm proud of how we're able to uh, involve the, the global diversity of Charlotte in the work we do as a school and expose our students to the various communities and festivals and guest speakers and learning opportunities that we have uh, that do not require a passport. And, and I also value how we're able to bring the world here uh, with educators from around the world, with students like you proudly representing Argentina uh, and many others who are here this semester, uh, Lola from Bosnia and Herzegovina and, and others who have joined our community who make Country Day a global learning environment. But of course, we get a lot of attention for the work we do abroad, and we take our work very seriously. And, and I'm very proud that for 30 years, our school has had an international office to explore these partnerships. Uh, as many students know, as early as sixth grade, uh, we have exchange partnerships and opportunities for students. Uh, my daughter just participated in the Quebec exchange. We had a, a wonderful experience as a family. Uh, for upper school, we're trying to find upper school appropriate programs that first and foremost are safe. Uh, we want to make sure that where our students go, they're well looked after, that they come back better people than, than when they left. Uh, we try to find programs that are purposeful, that, that match our mission as a school, as a learning environment. So all of our programs are led by faculty because we want there to be a, a deep and rich connection with the classroom 
and, and we also strive to be affordable. Uh, these are, and that's the most challenging element, especially coming out of the pandemic, all prices have gone up and we want to make these opportunities available to all students. So, you know, that's where a lot of our financial aid comes in, but also the school does not make a profit from our programs, but we look for wonderful opportunities and we're in the middle of exploring programs for 2023-24. Uh, we just recently came back with 10 students from Ghana, which was a brand new program and what I would say was, was a great success. Uh, minus a few health bumps along the way, I think everyone came back uh, thumbs up uh, based on that experience. So uh, a lot of exciting programs planned for the coming year. about the following steps once you choose the country to go? Well, the, the first step will be to do research. So we're going to check to understand uh, the transparency of the government. And that means something, because if there's ever an emergency, we want to be able to respond appropriately. Uh, safety, looking at hospitals, looking at road conditions, looking at who our friends are in the country. Often we either have alum um, or... Uh, or others who we know in country who can help us with the planning. Uh, after we look at the bigger picture, we start to look at specifics. So, you know, what is the right time of year to go? Uh, what's the climate like? Uh, where can we visit? How can we make sure this experience is not just a tour? I, I often look at the tech at the at the using the test. My parents, who are retired, love to travel. I'm not trying to replicate their form of travel, which is mostly either getting on and off a bus and touring with what I hope for a student. I want a student to have a, uh, an authentic people-to-people -people experience where they're interacting, uh, where, they're, uh, where they're learning, engaging, visiting schools, maybe visiting people's homes, uh, really going in deep so that they have experience that helps shape their lives as they move into the future. And if everything looks good, then we'll often do a site visit. That's where we'll go and, and talk with people on the ground, explore, look at, you know, the restaurants, try the food, uh, get to know the, the, the providers who are there, check out modes of transportation, make sure everything's safe, and begin to develop relationships so that when we're there, we're not visiting as strangers, but we're visiting friends with our students. And then we'll often talk to students and we'll say, is this something that is, is their interest? And uh, we have a group of students who serve on an international studies board who work with us. Uh, who help to tell us when the programs that we're investigating make sense, when they don't make sense. Uh, we'll talk with faculty, we'll find faculty leaders who want to be part of bringing our students uh, abroad and helping to further shape these programs. And, and then we'll put it to paper and we'll try to say, we'll try to cost it out. We'll try to come out with a, with a full program and, and then we present it to the community and, and see how the community responds. This year we were very lucky. We presented nine programs and all nine programs are running. So we felt we, we did our homework well and, and we're proud that 122 country day students are traveling abroad with our programs this year. Perfect, it looks like you have to do like a lot of research and, and make sure that the trip is going to be really helpful to understand different cultures, no? Well, I'm fortunate to have a wonderful team. Mm -hmm. uh, if you come over to the International Studies office, uh, uh, Miss uh, Jessica Newman and Miss uh, Angelina Ferrari Segovia uh, work in our office, and and they uh, 
they do a tremendous amount of research and look at the finer details and help make our programs a success. We also have wonderful faculty and parents and partners overseas who help us shape our programs. And and I, I do feel strongly we work with some of the best in the business uh, when it comes to student travel, people who really are passionate about making these opportunities possible. And so uh, if any students who are listening are part of our programs know that there's a lot of people working behind the scenes to ensure the success of their experience. So, Mr. Lin, tell us about the next the next countries that the international office would like to go next year. Uh, you're asking for a sneak preview of 23-24. Exactly, for 23 and 24. Well, I'm glad to share that with you. And uh, again, for all who are listening, these are programs we're researching. Nothing is guaranteed, but you know, if you're interested, please stop by our office because we're also looking for students who want to be involved in helping these programs take shape. And again, we do not look at cookie-cutter programs, ones that are already pre-planned. We often will look at those programs but plan our own school-specific programs. So, uh, for example, right now we're working with our language department on a potential French language immersion program in Senegal uh, that would take place this November uh, during Thanksgiving break. And I actually have a meeting about that this afternoon. A very exciting possibility. And again, embracing the Francophone world. And you'll notice that we try to go to places that push our students a little bit out of their comfort zone, but still keep them safe. And, and I think Senegal... Uh, looking at French language, obviously France is is a key destination, but the Francophone world is much broader. And so that is a focal point for the coming year. Uh, we are going to try once again to bring students to Oman and United Arab Emirates in March. Uh, we had planned to do that in March of 2020, but we all know what happened uh, at that time uh, three years ago. Uh, but we're going to give it another go. And so we're excited uh, to, to bring students out into that part of the world. It's an area I've had an opportunity to explore uh, and wonderful contrast be between the tradition of Oman and the modern vibe of UAE. And students would have an opportunity to embrace both. Uh, we're also looking at a program in Japan uh, that would combine history, art, and culture. And uh, we're doing the research right now on several programs uh, that would explore Japan again in March. That would be over spring break. Uh, for summer of 2024, we're looking at a potential environmental science program in New Zealand. Uh, we've been doing the research with some folks on the ground in the northern part of the South Island, and I'll be meeting with some providers later this week, and we're hoping to get off that off the ground. Uh, you'll be happy to know, Juan, that uh, we have Argentina on yes, our radar. Yes, let's go. We have to go and visit the, uh, the champs of the World Cup, mm -hmm. but of course, with Miss Ferrari, we have wonderful connections in your region in Entre Rios, and we're hoping that we can bring a group there for a Spanish language immersion, maybe make our way up to Iguazu Falls, and those who have not been to Iguazu, uh, absolutely exceptional, but this is also Spanish language, uh, the, the culture of Latin America, specifically Argentina, and maybe Juan, you'll be there to greet our group. When Perfect, we I, will be, I will be really glad. Well, that, that would be special, and Uh, we are also planning to return to Hungary. Uh, we, we've brought two groups uh, before to Central Europe uh, to work with a community where I once lived, and that group of students will help run, will work with Hungarian students their age to create an English program for younger Hungarian uh, students in a little village in the south of Hungary. 
that would run in July of 2024. We're also working with Mr. Wise uh, to return to South Africa. He's been about a half, half dozen times to South Africa with Country Day students, and we do some wonderful work with the Dreamcatcher Foundation. So those are a few that we're exploring. Uh, we're, we're looking at several others, but these are the ones that I would say are at the top of the pile right now. And uh, again, the, the test will be you know, talking with students, seeing where interest is at the moment. Of course, we're keeping up with news in the world. Uh, we feel very confident in going to these uh, locations that I've just mentioned, but you know, we also wanna make sure that they're ready uh, to welcome a group from Country Day in the upcoming school year. So more news will be shared in the coming months and, and we hope there's lots of interest. Perfect, it looks like we have a lot of options for next year, perfect. So, and my last question, and I think it's really important is, why people should go to these experiences abroad? Like, what's your advice for those people who are like mm, undecided about go or not? And your your advice to like change change your uh, change their minds your mind their minds and decide to go decide to go and uh, that why people should go? Well, it's it's a wonderful question and. I'll answer that several ways. One, I remember when I was your age, Juan, my grandparents who were at that point retired were using their retirement as a chance to travel the world, which was wonderful. I got great postcards when I was a little boy and, and that probably helped fuel my interests I have today. But I'm a believer that if you travel when you're young, those experiences shape your future. Uh, they broaden your perspective of the world and every experience you enter into, every person you meet your past experiences helped define those relationships. And so if I had been to Argentina and, and met you, I would have an immediate way of connecting with you. I would, I would understand uh, your culture, your, uh, your passion, specifically for football, which I remember when you arrived. And, and I think that's exciting. Uh, it's exciting to build connections with people, uh, to understand perspectives, to find commonality, solve challenges. So to me, travel abroad is about people and it's about appreciation uh, for differing perspectives and uh, it's enjoyable to try new foods to have great experiences but what's also rich is when you're abroad you appreciate your home country even more so when I come back to the US I see things differently I appreciate uh, people and food and uh, certain aspects of life that I might otherwise take for granted. And I see other things that I want to change and that, that I, I've seen work better overseas. And so it's it just, I think, makes for a more uh, vibrant and rich life experience. And so I, I think if you have that opportunity to travel, one should do so, especially when young. Uh, I, I would also add that, uh, again, returning to that, the challenge of cost, that I would say to any student listening that if there were ever a financial barrier to come and see our office, we are fortunate to have an endowment at our school that helps to ensure our opportunities are open to all. And so, you know, just come see us. If, if you see a program that intrigues you and you want to get involved, we'd like to work with you to make that possible. Uh, and I will also say that if there are places or experience, places you'd like to go, experiences that you'd like to have that we as a school do not offer, uh, we can also help guide you in a direction towards other programs that are offered outside of the school uh, that might match your desires. So 
uh, come to us if you're interested in a gap year or spending a full summer in an immersion program or being involved in something extraordinary like school year abroad, which is a full year program in places like Spain, Italy, or France. Uh, we're, we're glad to talk with you and, and, and help maybe answer some of your questions or put you in touch with people who have firsthand expertise. Uh, we just want to help our students become better global citizens and, and develop their own intercultural competencies. Perfect. Yes, I think it's very, very true what do you say about how travel changed your mind and your way to see the, your country, your culture, and your lifestyle, no? So, perfect. But I just want to add here for all who are listening that I'm going to turn the tables on you and just say that the courage you have as a 17-year-old leaving your family and home to come to Charlotte, North Carolina and to join our school for several months, not knowing what to expect. And I think all who know you know that you came in and just embraced the experience, got involved, made friends really quickly. And, and you really embody all that I hope for in our students when they travel abroad. And I just want to congratulate you on your success here and just let you know how fortunate we as a school feel uh, to have you as a part of our school community, which you will always be a part of. Perfect. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Mr. Lin. And always it's a pleasure to talk with you. So thanks Thank for you, listening to International Experience Part 2 with me, Juan Cruz Vivanco. A special thanks to you, my guest, Mr. Lin. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you should listen to Part 1. You will hear more about being a visiting international student and how country day students learn from different cultures. This is a production of Charlotte Country Day Schools podcast journalism class with Geek. Thanks for listening and I look forward to seeing you around Country Day before I head back to my hometown in Argentina. Thanks, Mr. Lin. Thank you, Juan, and thank you to all who are listening. Perfect. So the first country I'd want to visit is Colombia so I can practice my Spanish. Colombia is notoriously known for speakers who are a little bit more slow in talking, so I think that'd be really good for my understanding. I mean, it's just a really beautiful country, and there's really, like, great, like, kind of ancient culture. It goes back a really long time, and really cool, like, historical sites and things like that, so it'd be really cool to see. You know, I met some cool people from Argentina, and so if, if people down there like that, too, I'd, I'd want to go there. It's just a culture that I've never experienced, and I think it would be really cool. I would say those two countries because I'm really interested in the culture. Because I love all the natural beauty there. I love Italian food, and the culture seems really cool there. Uh, I think that would be a really good time. I feel like studying there would be a good experience and like doing service and stuff like that there. Practice my French, plus it's got some very unique culture and it's, I mean, everybody loves France. Mm -hmm.